Money FM 89.3, best of the breakfast huddle. Why it matters on Money FM 89.3. Money FM 89.3. Good morning. It's the breakfast huddle. Time now for Why It Matters. This morning, we're going to talk about Asia's garment and textile industry that's obviously been impacted by the ongoing supply chain crisis. According to McKinsey's Fashion Industry Report, many businesses in the sector are facing logistical bottlenecks, high shipping costs, but more importantly, material shortages. Yeah, because when you've got these operational disruptions, it causes the increase of uh, the cost of apparel. Then you have the regional garment market trying to shift towards a circular fashion economy that we've been seeing, trying to reach that supply chain sustainability. And in order to reduce garment waste and drive commitment in soaring environmentally friendly materials, Cotton Brazil is an international market development program for certified Brazilian cotton. Now, with over 85% of Brazilian cotton achieving social environmental certification, the country now produces 38% of the world's sustainable cotton using water-efficient agriculture practices that are distributed to key Asian markets. So let's get an overview of the cotton trade industry and why it's important for those in the sector to create a sustainable business model. On the line with me is Marcelo Durate Montero, who is Director of International Relations, the Brazilian Cotton Growers Association and CEO of Asia Brazil Agri. Alliance. Good morning, Marcelo. Bom dia. How are you? Good morning. Uh, is this Elliot? Or? Yes, it is. Uh, how are you doing uh, today? Yeah, good morning. I'm uh, pretty good. Thank you. So let's... Bom dia. Bom dia. <laughs> yes, indeed. <laughs> I always get confused because the Brazilian Portuguese way of dia is pronounced slightly different than the, the Portuguese way, but I'm glad we worked that out. <laughs> let's talk about the cotton trade in a nutshell. I mean, just how big is the cotton trade scene around the world? Could you share with us? Sure. Cotton is, it used to be until like the 60s, the most predominant and most important textile fiber for the world, I mean, along with wool. And then after the 60s, we started seeing artificial fibers coming mm. up, you know, made out of oil and plastics like polyester, nylon. And now the share of cotton plus wool is only 25% of the total textile market, but it's still very large. I mean, we're talking about 30 million tons of cotton that are uh, 27, to be more precise, that are consumed every year into the textile market. Mm -hmm. And out of that, 10 million are traded between countries because some countries they produce, like China and India and Pakistan, and they consume all their production. So there's like a trade. And out of these traders in Brazil, the U.S. and Australia, first U.S., second Brazil, and third Australia are the main suppliers to the garment manufacturers uh, around Asia. I mean, if we talk about garment manufacturing, there are quite a few programs to, to ensure that the playing field is fair. I mean, fair trade is one of it. And now we have this Cotton Brazil, the International Market Development Program for Certified Brazilian Cotton. Marcelo, tell us a little bit about this project. What's the aim and how is it so important? Cotton Brazil, we have a partnership with BCI. It's called Better Cotton Initiative. Okay. So Better Cotton is a program that stands for sustainable, responsible, and harmful cotton to the environment. Because we know, even though it's a natural fiber, biodegradable, depending on the way you produce it, it could be not responsible, right? Mm. So both in terms of labor relations, and now we've seen some accusation of forced labor in some parts of the world and other parts of the world that some farmers are using so much water that they're draining the rivers, mm. like in Uzbekistan, yeah. for example. Yeah. So BCI, in partnership with Cotton Brazil, 
stands for A, let's set up the standards here that we believe and we understand based on science that okay. cotton produced will be considered sustainable, which means that it will be able to be grown forever because we won't be draining the environment in a way that it, will, it won't be possible to grow it again. So that's what it stands for. You know, we want to sell cotton that represents a new way of dressing up that you're going to be sure it was produced sustainably and also you can recycle it because it's a sustainable natural fiber. How does that framework look like? What, what are the guidelines involved here? So basically, the retailers and the brands, they are the ones who actually demand from the garment manufacturer. The garment manufacturer demand from the spinners, weavers, and they demand for the cotton producers that specific requirement. And, how, okay. and then for that reason, there is like a platform, okay? And this platform, it's based on credits, credits uh-huh. of, of mass balance. So, for example, if a retailer wants to be a cotton Brazil or BCI retailer, right. they will have to buy, and they want to sell 1,000 kilos of garments, mm-hmm. they have to buy 1,000 kilos equivalent of credits. And these credits have to be purchased along the supply chain. So this is the way we guarantee that that specific garment was produced with sustainable fiber, sustainable cotton in this case. So it's not a physical traceability because it's really, by this point, the technologies are quite expensive to make sure that that specific cotton or that specific fiber is the one that was produced in that specific farm, even though in some parts of the supply chain that's already possible, but the technologies involving DNA, mm-hmm. involving isotopes are still very expensive. So we're working on this to make sure that physical traceability is on the way as well. Oh, that's very nice. And not to dump it down too much, we can all be friends on the basis of accountability in this network. I think it's great. And I do want to expand and talk a little bit about how, you know, this initiative is going to help shape Asia's fashion sustainability. And correct me if I'm wrong, I'm looking at China, I'm looking at India. Would I be right to say that? Oh, yeah. This definitely one of the initiatives. Uh, you see, there's organic cotton initiative. Yeah. There's a cotton made in Africa. There are other, there are the sort of cycled, um, uh, recycled supply chains that are putting up. So, in a way, everybody's moving fast in a way to provide the accountability, as you said, the sustainability, the compliance required for this new world. I mean, and it's coming from both ways, the pressure. One way, of course, is, is from consumers that are not really willing to buy items that would pollute the environment. They right. are more conscious in that sense. And on the other way, I mean, the European Union, which is the largest buyer of Asian garments still, I mean, and they are passing laws that will require that every sustainable piece of, piece of garment will have to be provenly sustainable in a few years. Germany has already started, and the EU will follow in a few years. So there's no way out. Either we move towards a very sustainable supply chain or we're out of the business. Yeah, yeah. If we were to, I mean, is there any chance you could give an example of perhaps a couple of brands that have done this very well? Oh, I'm not comfortable, I mean, talking about brands, uh, you know, here right now, because I mean, but uh, you can be sure that all brands, all major brands in different levels, they're working because they can't afford Mm. be out of this trend. So... Every major brand uh, in the world, European brand, is already involved in that. Um, uh, fair point. And I completely understand if you, if you can't mention brands. What if I flipped it and let's talk customers, right? I mean, mm-hmm. obviously, consumers are more eco-conscious now. In your observation and opinion, if we were to look at the different regions around the world, where do you see the most eco-conscious consumers? 
Oh, by far the EU, yeah, no question about it. I mean, they're naturally more conscious in that sense. They have different purchasing habits. I mean, the European Union consumers. And now there'll be some laws that will be enforcing this as well. So, I mean, this is going to come, I mean, very fast from Europe. And that's going to spread around the world from them. Now, not the U.S., not Asia, but Europe is leading the way when it comes to sustainability. Yeah, I I agree with you because I've just got back from about a month in Italy and when we went grocery shopping, the bags are all biodegradable, you know, made of uh, corn or or whatever it is. And it's a certain generation, the younger generation that's really pushing this. Now, if we were to look at Asia, though, we're trying to catch up. There's awareness being raised. What's your outlook on Asia's fashion and apparel market, especially in line with, you know, being more eco-conscious? I think... I think Asia is going to be, I mean, taking a huge space. Initially, I mean, if you look back then, I mean, Asia was only the factory of the world. You know, mm, they were, yes. Asia would produce to the West, right? But Asia is the fastest growing region in the world, even though we are seeing some slowdown, especially because of COVID and, and in China recently and this COVID zero policy. But I'm totally sure that Asia will be the most important market in the world in decaders. So besides being the factory of the world, Asia will be the factory and the most important consuming market in the world. So I see that trend coming. Everybody sees I mean, it, yeah. it just It's so clear to me. But I'm about to see how the behavior of the consumer will be towards I mean, sustainability, whether it's going to be more comparable to the to Americans or more comparable to the Europeans or mm. somewhere mm. in between. You know, that's something I'm still yet to see, you know. Good point. I mean, there are also challenges that we're facing now, geopolitics, economic recovery. I mean, all of this in mind with regard to Asia, the fact that we are going to be the area that makes the fashion, but the area that consumes the fashion as well, could that lead to potentially an uneven recovery in line with the supply chain problems that we're facing? Are we catching up fast enough? I'm totally sure. I mean, I don't have any doubt. I mean, I don't think anyone in the Western world has any doubt that this is the place to be. This is the place where, I mean, we're going to see the the consistent growth along the next decades. I read a lot of Parakarna's books, you know, about future Asian, and I totally agree with him. I think you guys, I mean, of course, if you talk, when you talk Asia, you're talking about 2,000 languages, you're talking about so many different cultures, so many, so it's difficult for those who are outside Asia to understand that this is a world, this is not a country, this is not a uniform region with single culture or single languages. But this is a powerhouse that certainly will have a leading spot in the world. So I see the industry migrating to poor countries. I just returned from Bangladesh. Mm. It's a very poor country. And that's where the industry is growing, Pakistan as well. So used to be in Japan, used to be in Korea. And there are no garment manufacturing in Korea and Japan for obvious reasons, because they're expensive countries. China is losing part of its relevance for the same reason, and also because of the trade war with the U.S. So industry is going to migrate to those countries around here, Myanmar, maybe Cambodia, Laos. But the consumption is going to be more and more around here. I think that's going to be the the main difference between uh, what happened in the past and what's going to happen in the future. So predominantly Asian to Asian market. Been speaking with Marcelo Drate Montero, who is Director of International Relations, the Brazilian Cotton Growers Association and CEO of Asia Brazil Agro Alliance. Marcelo, obrigada. Thank you very much for your time. Take care and have a great weekend ahead. Thank you. It was a big pleasure to be here. I really, I mean, appreciate talking to you guys. The questions you ask, the way you make us think. (laughs) 
And anytime you want to chat about sustainability, cotton and fashion industry, I'll be happy to participate. Thank you very much and have a great weekend ahead. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.